Hello, Dr. Tim Jordan here with another episode of Raising Daughters. And today, the title of my podcast is called, Will Millennials Own Their Own Mansions? And I I think this podcast may end up raising more questions than provide answers, but I thought it might be an interesting topic to get into. But let me first kind of identify who actually millennials are. Uh, The silent generation are people who were born between 1928 and 1945. So right now, those people are age 74 to 91. Baby boomers, which I'm a part of, we were born between 1946 and 1964. So we're between the ages of 55 and 73 today. Gen Xers were born between 1965 and 1980. So right now, they're ages 39 to 54. Millennials are born between 1981 and 1996. So right now, they're age 23 to 38, which is where my three kids all reside. And lastly, Gen Z or iGen, they were born from 1997 to the present day. So they're either 22 years of age or under. Uh, I think it's important at first to know who we're talking about. It's interesting that when you talk to millennials, they they say that they want jobs with with meaning. They want a job with purpose. Uh, They tell us that they're more interested in experiences than they are in the things, the trappings that their parents have. Things like houses and cars and furniture. They want to travel. They don't want to be tied down with too many things. They want to be able to move quickly at uh, whenever they want, when they where they want to. Maybe a new job or a new experience or a new adventure. Uh, in general, millennials, if you look at them as a group, they're more educated than previous generations. But there's a bigger divide between uh, the economic fortunes of those who do have a college degree compared to those who do not. Millennials as a group are either delaying or foregoing marriage, and they've been kind of slower in forming their own households. The average age for women to to marry today is 28, and for men it's 30. And besides getting married a little bit later, they're also waiting longer to become parents than any prior generation. In 2016, 48% of women between the ages of 20 and 35 were moms. Uh, Gen X women in in 2000, 57% of them we're already, already moms. It's also true that for millennials that they're more likely to be living at home with their parents as they got older and for longer stretches. And that's even more so for people who have less education. It's also true that, that most millennials have an outstanding student debt that's much more than previous generations. And the amount of it that they owe is greater. Um, I think the millennials also, as a generation, they've seen their parents be unhappy. Uh, they've seen their parents settle, in, in, at least in their minds. Anywhere from 40 to 50% of millennials have been through a divorce. I saw a 2008 study that, sh- that showed data on 2 million people from 80 nations. And they found that most people are miserable in middle age. And the baby boom generation was the least happy among those surveyed. And those people are the millennials' parents. So a lot of them have grown up with parents who are unhappy perhaps not happy in their jobs, not happy in their marriages. They've been through divorces. So all that information I just gave you, that's kind of the, t- the context for predicting what are millennials' lifestyles going to be like in the future. Just as an aside, it might be even different for young adults who are born today. Uh, that may be true for people who we consider the Gen Zs. There's a national survey of college freshmen done a couple years ago that's been spanning a half century of data. And they show that a generation ago, students attended college to search for meaning, 
to find themselves and then to look for their career. So they start out going to college to kind of grow up. And then at the end, they were going to kind of look for their career. That's different today, and especially since the recession in the late uh, 2000, uh, 2008. Uh, and more and more young people are launching their job search starting on the first day of college. The class of 2018 it was much more likely to declare an academic major during their freshman year than people in the past. And that was according to a Wall Street Journal uh, survey Today, I think a lot of college students enroll with the aim of landing a really good job after graduation and making a lot of money. I've talked to you before in my writings and these podcasts about what I call my money mantra, which is that kids have been absorbing this mantra from the culture that says, get straight A's in school so you can get into a top high school, get, get straight A's in, top, in a top high school so you can go to a top elite college, get good grades in a top elite college so you can get a good job and get a good job so you can make a lot of money. That is the line of thinking that kids tell me when I ask questions about that, and their parents have the same answers, that same line of thinking. So that's different, I think, than it was a generation or two generations or three generations ago. I think the young people today, these, these um, Gen Xers, I'm sorry, Gen Zers, I think they have high expectations. And when they don't get it, I think there's a high level of disappointment. And a lot of young adults today are depressed and anxious. I think their expectations have grown for what they expect out of life, but the reality is about the same as it was in the past. That creates a lot of angst. Also, I think a lot of young people today get out of college and they want that perfect, great job right away, and most of them are not going to get that. And I think it's frustrating for them, perhaps because they're not used to delaying gratification because we have not let them do that while they were growing up. So they're kind of plotting through this already mapped out path for them. They've been told their whole lives how great they are and how unique they are. But out in the real world, they don't get that same feedback. It's also true that I think that because of the high debt that they're coming out of colleges with today, it's going to require a job that pays a decent salary. I think if they get that decent salary, there becomes a slippery slope to all of a sudden falling into the trappings of the previous generation, which they so much so do not want to emulate. So I think millennials also, they want a job with a meaning and with purpose. And since they can't get that right away often, they also get frustrated. And if you're frustrated in your 20s and your 30s, or any age for that matter, and you become more unhappy, oftentimes the way to deal with the unhappiness and the frustration is to reach for externals. I call this the thrill hangover cycle. So if you feel kind of unhappy, a little empty, you're not getting what you want, maybe discouraged, it's easy to try and reach for something to pull yourself out of that funk. And that something might be things like buying a new house, buying a new car, going on vacation. For some married people, it's about having a divorce. or I'm sorry, not having a divorce, having a, an affair, maybe gambling. Those are the thrills that sometimes people reach for. I think oftentimes people reach for to pull themselves out of their funk. The problem with all of those things is with every thrill, there's a hangover. I'm not talking about an alcoholic hangover. I'm talking about an emotional hangover. Because buying the new car may make you feel better for a week or two, but then you're right back to where you were emotionally. And oftentimes a little lower. So you feel a little bit more unhappy and more discouraged and more frustrated and more empty. So you reach for another thrill, and oftentimes it takes a bigger thrill to pull you out. And so people get caught up in that cycle. And that cycle oftentimes involves 
buying more things, more toys, uh, buying a new car, buying a boat, getting a bigger house. I can't tell you how many, how many married couples I've seen who are really struggling in their marriage who end up uh, buying a new house and for six months it pulls them out of their funk as they're preparing for it or maybe they're going to build a house. But then once they've moved into the house, usually within several months, they're uh, separated and then going for a divorce. That's the, that's the cost of the thrill hangover cycle. I also think it's interesting, um, and this is looking ahead a little bit, millennials are delaying marriage and they're delaying having kids. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I think once they do start having their children, I believe that their outlook and their priorities might change. It's easy to leave college and move to New York or Chicago, this big city, and have this cool apartment in this kind of a new up-and-coming downtown area. You don't need a car because you can go on public transportation. You ride the L, you ride the T. Uh, You start dating somebody, you might live together so you can save rent. And it's easy to get by in that kind of a scenario. But once you start having kids, I think then you start having to make some different choices. Maybe you don't have to, but I think oftentimes you feel the desire to. Because you want a safe neighborhood. You want your kids and you to live in a, in a neighborhood where there's good schools. I think oftentimes there's also a pull to, to want to live near grandma and grandpa or your relatives or your family because it's good to have that kind of support living right there with you as opposed to a thousand miles away. And most of the cities that these young people might move back to probably don't have that public transportation. So now they're going to need a car. And they're going to have to pay a little bit more money for a safer neighborhood, probably, that's in a good school district, which might require them to work more hours. And then college today has become exorbitant, right? How much it costs. And think about what it's going to cost 18 or 25 years from now. So now they got to start saving for that. So there's less money and less time for their experiences. And I worry that these young adults, these millennials, are going to gradually find themselves sliding down the path to their parents' lifestyle. We're seeing data now that people who delay marriage and get married between the ages of 25 and 35, that's really the sweet spot. Those marriages tend to last longer. So I'm not saying that I want people to get married earlier or have kids earlier. What I am saying, though, is that I think it might be easy for them to start sliding down that path. It's a slippery slope. You make more money, you want more things, you want a better neighborhood, blah, 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 and all of a sudden you're living your parents' lifestyle. I'm not saying that's bad, but that may not be what a lot of these millennials want. I often think, too, if you think back to the, back to the 1960s, when our boomers were coming of age, you know, we, we rebelled against all the trappings of, of the adult world then. It was more about free love, and we were making fun of adults who were all about money and the establishment. If you fast forward 20 or 30 years, most of those rebels are now living like their parents lived. So I suspect that perhaps... Millennials and Gen Zers may end up being more like their parents than unlike their parents. The truth is, I hope each young adult stays true to what is important to them. I don't want them to settle. I don't want them to go along with the crowd. I want them to find their own path and do it their way. I worry that the stress and the pressures and the the monetary pressures and the job pressures and the school pressures, I think all that I worry might end up causing them to settle into a lifestyle that's not of their choosing. Will millennials end up with the car and the mansion and all the trappings of affluence? 
Unfortunately, I fear that they might. Thank you so much for tuning in to Raising Daughters every two weeks. Uh, every other week, I have a, a blog. Go to my website at www.drtimjordan.com for information about how, sign up, how to sign up for these free podcasts and blogs, and also information about our summer camps, which are coming up, coming up soon. I really do appreciate you tuning in every two weeks to these podcasts, and please, please pass them along to your friends. A lot of young adults, the millennials I've been talking about, would rather listen to something like this to get information than read a book. That's why I'm doing these podcasts. So pass them along. I uh, will see you back here in two weeks. Uh, Have a good spring.